this is Lynn and Julie from Yoga Story, and today Julie is joining me on the podcast to talk about kids yoga. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi. I'm great. Uh, So I first want to ask you, and this isn't on the list of pre-approved questions. (laughs) She loves it when I do this to her. But where did your passion for kids yoga come from? I've always enjoyed teaching kids classes, kids fitness classes. And when my kids were little, they did yoga with me and uh, just always been very passionate about teaching kids to move and breathe and be in their bodies. But I think that the pivotal moment was when I went through teacher training in 2019 and for our community service project, um, another teacher trainee and I went out to, um, gosh, I can't think of the name. Apple seeds? No. Um, we did yoga. We did a series of classes for uh, groups of kids that were in transition from uh, all, pretty much they were, they were kids that were having a lot of problems not just mentally, but they were having problems just being in their environment, in their home, in school. Um, And they were on a probation program. And so we, uh, Jennifer Kelly hooked me up with these kids and she said, she set it all up and we went out there and started doing yoga with this group and it absolutely blew my mind. We walked into a situation where, and we were told ahead of time by the care, uh, the the caseworkers, that some of these kids had violent tendencies. Some of them had a, some a lot of deep problems. Um, what to not to say, what to be careful of, what to what, what to watch for, where some of these kids had where they were staying. So I was really nervous, um, and these kids came in. And Jennifer's great. She took charge of um, of getting them all situated because she had worked with them before. But I started out with just breathing and meditation, and everything shifted in the room. All the energy shifted. The kids, the teenagers, actually, they were more like teenagers. They were so receptive to the work that we were doing, and they were very interested in self-regulation and I that just really blew my mind that they were just so capable that quickly of adapting to getting into their bodies listening to their breath following a meditation and then we sprinkled in the yoga and they all followed along with the yoga and we went out there and did several sessions with them and that was it for me and I remember when we came back and we did our presentation for our 200 hour group I remember just talking about, you know, I wish that I would have had something like that in my life when I was that age um, to teach me how to get control of my anxiety, to have better self-esteem, to learn how to self-regulate in a healthy manner. And that was it. That was that from then on, I, I've had that on my mind. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to help kids. So when we think of yoga, a lot of times for adults, it's a lot, it's kind of serious. 
So how do you, how is kids yoga different from adult yoga when we think of like a normal adult class where you come in and you sit quietly and yeah. you breathe and we're all introspective. So how do you, how does kids yoga different in class format and the things that you do versus an adult class? The kids yoga program up in, up to the, the age of being a, 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 almost a tween um, is yoga, obviously, but it's also bringing in really fun music, allowing them to be in their bodies and be silly, allowing them to dance, allowing them to sing, um, incorporating exercise and breathing movement and all of that um, into the class, but bringing in games and uh, coming up with silly names for poses and making it really fun to get them to connect with their bodies, but doing it in a way that they feel very comfortable and allowing them to be silly, allowing them to be themselves, letting them know that everybody's body is, is beautiful the way that it is. We do that in adult classes too, by the way, but we just do it a little bit differently. Uh, but we have a lot of open conversation about that. And we read a lot of books um, a lot of problem-solving books, um, and they cover everything from self-esteem to feelings um, to being scared, uh, just different scenarios. So it's a lot of the elements are the same. The poses are the same. We call them different names. Um, the music is a little different. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's sing a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, it's hey, sometimes we sing along we together we in do. adult classes too. We do, but I mean, we start right off the bat with the littles with singing right off the bat, and they just they absolutely love it. So it's just it's it's hyper. It's a little more hyper. It's not your calm. Let's go in and lie on our mat, and wait for the instructor to come in. I mean, we encourage them to be in their bodies and speak up and not get so stuck to. A class format you have to be willing to pivot and change on the slide if something's not working we just move on to the next thing yeah so why do you feel like this is important for future generations to have more access to yoga at a younger age I think that we now with, with the studies that are coming out you know we know what yoga does for everybody that's proven. We all know it. Doctors are recommending it. Um, it's important. It's an important piece of your self-care. I don't think it's ever too early to start your child learning how to deal with their anxiety, um, to help them build their self-esteem. We need it right now. This is a very different world that kids are living in, certainly from the one that I grew up in. Um, I was a kid once, so I remember what it's like. It's, there's some days where it's not great <laughs> and you need to have, you know, you need to have tools, healthy tools, uh, for self-regulation. But I did do a little research for this podcast and I came up with some stuff from, um, Harvard education statistics, especially during COVID that younger people are showing higher levels of depression and, and, and anxiety compared to older adults rightfully so because the virus is affecting everyone of all ages and if you were a little a kid right now i mean you can imagine what they what they're thinking you know i mean it's got to be it's it's got to be scary it's got to be frightening they probably you know they don't know what to do 
Um, so that's an example of something current that's going on. But globally, depression is one of the leading causes of illness and disability among adolescents. And mental illness has increased 50% over the last three years. Um, reasons for that, could you could go on and on about that. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if we need, we know the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> we know a lot of the reasons. Um, so that's why I'm really, I really think it's important because on top of just looking at statistics, you know, you know what your kid goes through at school, you know what they're going through when they're growing and they're changing in their bodies and their brains and all the development and all the feelings and emotions that come with that. And I think it's important to let kids know early on that it's okay to have all of their feelings. It's okay to show all of their emotions. There's no bad feeling. There's no wrong way to feel. Um, and yoga teaches us that. And when you become an adult and you get into yoga, you almost have to you have to start unpeeling everything to get to the heart of the of what's going on with you. We start at an early age, and we start building from the inside out instead of peeling off from the outside in, going in trying to find out what our issue is. You know, can you imagine how much more enriched and full your life would be if you weren't carrying all of that around with you? So. That's, that's my reasoning behind why I think it's important. I think all kids should do it. And you already quoted some statistics and benefits, but there's also some really darker statistics regarding suicide and what's going on with kids with regards to self-harm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share a few of those statistics? Well, I have those in my mind. Let me see if I can get them right. Yeah, I read some things that were really... Um, this is really sad. So between the age of 14 and 17, suicide is the leading cause of death for that age group. Um, in a classroom of 30 children or, or teenagers, five of those 30 children will become clinically depressed. Um, 50% of the ch of children right now are going through some kind of depression or some kind of uh, trauma that is that is being treated with either medication or with therapy. And that's a lot. That that's a big number. Um, so when you read that, you just have to stop and think. You know, what can we do to start? changing the way kids feel about themselves um, and just teaching them that they're beautiful and wonderful and special and they're important in this world and they matter from the very beginning. Um, because when we find that out, when we as adults do yoga and we start to believe that rebuild our belief system about ourselves, we know how transforming it is. Imagine if your kid knows that early on, mm. you know, how life-changing that would be. Well, and we're already, especially in the West, starting to finally catch up with what Eastern philosophy all along has shown, which is how important mental health is to our physical health. So having this incorporated in early on will have a benefit to future generations from an overall 
level of health perspective is, you know, for the country, if we try to start addressing mental health early on in kids, because mm-hmm. it is on a de- decline for everybody. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, and like I said, I grew up in a different time. Um, and if you're listening and you grew up, you know, if you're over 50, you know how you grew up and it's more common and more accepted to talk about emotions and feelings and things now more than ever than back when I grew up, it was like, you don't talk about those things. Um, but even still, well, those things were seen very separate. They were very separate, but now you have, you have this whole other different world of social media, which is a whole other topic Mm -hmm. that you could spend hours talking about. Um, and it's, it's hard, you know, it's, I've seen my kids go through it and there's just, there's a disconnect and yoga is one of the tools that we can use to help bring that connection back with our, with our kids. Um, classroom behavior and academic performance, it absolutely helps with that. I did some work before COVID um, at one of the middle schools and uh, the teachers were all very, very happy when it was yoga day because the kids would come back from yoga club and they were just in such a better mood. I mean, they were just volunteering this information to me and I wasn't asking for it, but they were just like, can we have them come to yoga every day? Because <laughs> they are just so much more centered, so much more grounded. They're paying attention. They're calmer. They're not reactive to every little thing. Um, so that was really interesting to hear. Uh, the high school group that I work with, they are, uh, oh, junior high, junior high group that I work with. Um, the boys were a little reluctant to try yoga and now they're like, they're really into it. And they are, uh, they're noticing things about their bodies like, Am I supposed to sweat? Am I supposed to feel like really relaxed when I'm done? I just feel like I'm in a really good mood. You know, just things like that, that they just volunteer and and come up and say to you. And and you're like, yes, those are all good things (laughs) that are supposed to happen when you're done with your yoga. So it works. We know that it works. It's just getting them to do it. And how do you feel like that's different than, say, them going out to play, I mean, nothing against team sports, but like something that's, how is it different than them going out and playing a team sport or going out of PE and playing kickball or whatever it is the kids do at PE? Yeah. (laughs) How would you say it's a little bit, a little bit different than that? What do you think that they're getting out of the yoga class versus just going out and playing? I think that one of the, because we, we teach people to dial in to their body to be in their body, to to feel their breath, and to start connecting with different parts of their body. So there's a lot of focus inward. You know, how does it feel when I stretch my arm this way? How does it feel when I reach this way? How does it feel when I take a deep breath? Um, we don't do that when we're outside playing. That's we're, we're doing all that physical activity, but we're not really stopping and thinking about it because we're yelling and screaming and we're, you know, running around and you know, looking at our friends and, and which is all good stuff. It's all good stuff. (laughs) All of that is great. It's all good, but it's different. And making you, making you, making a child stop and have them take a moment to breathe, be in their body, 
and to notice things about their body, pay attention to sensation, pay attention to their feelings, ask them, how do you feel about this? Um, letting them know that, giving them a voice, I guess, is, is one of the big differences, is giving them a voice. Because a lot of times with team sports, you're on a team, you know, we're all working together, we're all looking out for each other, which is all great, all good stuff. But sometimes you have to be by yourself. You have to learn how to be by yourself in your body, in your brain, in your thoughts, and what's going on with you. So I would say that's the biggest difference. Um, but they do get, we do, in, in my yoga classes, we do a lot of physical movement um, at all ages. They move. And some of them do sweat, and it's great. Um, the older kids, they do a lot of sun sows. It's better to keep them moving anyway. <laughs> so that way they're not just running around just like, you know, doing their own thing. So um, how would, if you're a parent or adult guardian of a child, what would be the best way to get them interested in yoga if they're not interested at all, first of all? And then yeah. two-part question, if they have shown some interest in yoga and they want to you want them to pursue it or you want to help foster that interest in yoga? So kids want to do what mom and dad does most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. And if they consistently see you showing up for yourself, they're going to want to do it too. And it can be anything from just, you know, laying in the floor and doing shavasana for five minutes have our quiet time you know be quiet as a mouse give them a little eye pillow you know start them out with five minute increments of something get them to belly breathe get them to breathe like a bunny get them to breathe like a bumblebee you know all of those things and then if you're fostering movement make it fun um, it doesn't have to be structured and you know we're all that way I know I am it's like it has to be you know from start to finish we have to follow this plan. you don't um, it can be, you know, put on fun music, um, you know, run around and play with them, show them different poses. Kids love that. We did a kids camp here during COVID and the moms did the yoga with the kids. The kids had a ball. You know, they just, they love that. They love seeing you do it. It's something you can do together. The other thing you can do is bring your child to yoga. Um, you know, check with your studio, make sure that they can come to class, make sure, what, see what the age group is for them to attend an adult class. And, you know, make sure it's not like a super hot power flow yeah. or whatever that, you know, your five-year-old is in there just like, you know, sweating. Um, no, it's just something appropriate. But let them come and see. Let them see what you do. It makes them feel important. Like they matter. Like I belong here. I can, I belong here. I belong here doing this self-care stuff with my mom or my dad. And then consistency, just keep introducing it to them over and over again. Just make it a, make it a part of your routine. If you're doing child's pose, they can come over and do child's pose and they'll ask you, what are you doing this for? And then you can tell them. Um, and you know how kids are, they pick up on stuff and then pretty soon, you know, they're doing it on their own and it doesn't take, it doesn't take long. It, it, they really catch on fast. So we would like to um, pause here with Julie and introduce a special guest that we will be interviewing um, who started off 
in the adult classes. Um, I actually started with our tween series. We had a, a, a teen tween series here at the studio. And then she transitioned into adult classes and uh, has been a member now, uh, got 100 classes in already. Yeah. Um, and so we are going to interview Stella Skarsten. Hello friends, this is Julie at Yoga Story again, and we are talking about kids yoga and particularly today, tween yoga. I have my very special guest here with me today, Stella. Hi, Stella. Hi. Stella was my very first tween yoga student, and she started coming to the studio during the pandemic when we had some tween classes. And she has graduated up to full-fledged adult classes. She does all the hot flows, all the sculpting flows. She does everything. She's fabulous. So, Stella, I wanted to ask you just a couple of questions. What brought you to yoga in the first place? Um, well, my mom, definitely. Because uh, when I was 11, I had a major surgery that helped like I had a cyst on my ovary and um, they had to remove that and that it was essentially the scar was as if like a c-section and the c-section on the outside was only like uh, maybe like three inches like right below where my stomach ends Um, but internally that was it was cut all the way up to like right where like I guess your heart could you could see um and then all the way across down to my hip to my hips so like all of those nerves were cut so all my abs were definitely gone um so I didn't have any of that as an 11 year old and then as a 12 year old I didn't really do anything and that's when the pandemic hit like the end of my sixth grade year um and then that summer uh my mom got me into yoga like she was like all about it um because uh my aunt lynn is <laughs> the my aunt you know so mm-hmm. she she was like telling my mom about it mm-hmm. and so i came in here with um aunt lynn's son and we both started taking classes and i came almost every tuesday was it mm-hmm. yeah yeah tuesdays and I worked hard and I tried my best because even though like you took breaks, it didn't really matter because as long as you were doing it, you Mm -hmm. were achieving something. And I think that was really important for me because like just because you take breaks doesn't mean you're giving up. It just means that you're you're listening to your body and like you're letting yourself grow and yourself. And I think that was a really important lesson that I needed to learn as a 13-year-old. And um, this year, uh, I've been doing adult classes I have as as eighth grader now I am doing sculpt and flow on Saturdays and I am doing TRX on Thursdays Um, and I'm mainly doing sculpt and flow because it's fun and we get to talk and usually people would think oh you don't really talk during yoga well I'm a very chatty person and I quite enjoy doing (laughs) talking while doing it and then TRX is fun because you get to switch in between. And, like, you already know what you're going to do. 
like at the beginning of class, like she already has it laid out for you and you get to go right into it and it's really fun. Um, and I think that as a teenager who suffered with a lot of mental things as a kid because of just people treating others harshly or the fact that I had to deal with the pandemic as a 12 year old and me growing in that aspect of that because during the pandemic all you did was sit around at your house like because teenagers or like kids weren't allowed to go and do anything and as a person who didn't like anything physical I didn't want to do anything and my mom had tried so many things and this was the one thing that actually I enjoyed because it wasn't something like active you were just doing it as like a workout but it wasn't really working out you know so it was really fun so what do you like specifically about yoga um probably the fact that you feel empowered in yourself because like normal working out like at the gym or something you feel like oh if I only get this high of a number I'm good enough to do this but like at this all you have to do is at least do it once and you're good enough like that's it doesn't matter if you do it once or you do it like 15 times as long as you are here and you woke up and you got dressed and you came here that's all that matters is that you showed up because that means you're trying and that means that you're giving yourself a chance to get better at whatever you're trying to do and how does your body feel after what we're going on a over a year since you yeah two years so how differently do you feel in your body specifically your core muscles because I know that was one of the big things when you came into your first class that that was the number one concern was all the low back pain we knew we had to strengthen your core and you worked really, really hard, and I made you do all the hard things, mm-hmm. and you did all of them, and never complained, you always kept trying. So how different do you feel in your body now? I'm gonna say this, that I feel like a normal teenager in the fact that I can actually get up without feeling pain. I can do things that normal teenagers can that I couldn't do when I was younger because of those issues that I had. And I think that that's really important that I feel normal again. Because, like, when I was younger, I had to have people help me. Like, after my surgery, like, on the recovery process, I had people helping me, like, carry my bags around because my back could not stand the pressure Mm -hmm. of that. Um, And I think it was very important that... that, um, I was able to do it by myself. Like, I... teenagers shouldn't have to be helped like getting up off the couch like it hurt physically to get off of the couch because I was sitting there for so long and I kind of like shut down mentally and that was not okay but I feel like after I came out of a yoga class because I wasn't thinking about those things Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how long I could breathe throughout this pose or how long I could (coughs) make this burning sensation feel nice (laughs) or something like that like instead of thinking about all of those uh conversations I had at school that didn't make me feel good about Mm -hmm. myself or all of the assignments that I have to do I felt I thought about how cool it is the fact that I can hold this longer than yesterday or last week or something like that right so what would you say to somebody who is 12 13 years old that wants to try yoga but 
doesn't know where to begin or maybe they're just like a little afraid or intimidated by what they think it is what would you say to them well first of all um yoga not like what you see on tv just gonna let you know that right now (laughs) like you know like that like like the movies type deal where like they're like jazzercise type deal it's not that (laughs) promise uh it's a lot different uh just be ready because you'll get your butt kicked a lot. I'm going to say bring a large water bottle full of ice and be ready to be really happy afterwards because you feel so empowered afterwards. And, I mean, my brother's 12, and so – and my mom is kind of like – because he plays baseball, so his body is always, like, crazy, whatever. And, like, he needs some time to take breaks, and I feel like that would be a really good thing for him mm-hmm. and my younger brother, who is nine – and I feel like they're both very active people and even active or non-active people should try yoga. Not if you're young or old, anybody should do it because mm-hmm. like this is like something that you will have forever and you will be able to learn from these things. Like I use my breathing techniques all the time when I feel like I'm going to have like a breakdown or a panic attack or like mm-hmm. anything like that because I feel... Like, these things are the core of my happiness at the moment. Well, Stella, you have certainly come a long way, and we are so thrilled to have you. And by the way, Stella has has attended over 100 yoga classes since, when was that? That was like in September? Well, okay, so it was, my 100th class was also my birthday class. So it was on June Cause like my birthday was on that weekend and it was on a Wednesday for a sculpt. So it was like June uh, 5th, 4th, so like June 23rd. So the 100 Club, for those of you that don't know, is for anybody that takes 100 yoga classes in a 12-month time frame. And she hit that 100 number in June. That's June, friends. June. (laughs) We're in November. I did a lot. I did a lot during uh, the summer. Like I did, I went every Wednesday, every Saturday because I had so much fun at Sculpt. And then I don't know if I took a hot flow on Tuesday or I went to Miss Julia's class on Thursday. Either one, I probably did all Mm -hmm. of them. But uh, recently, I've been taking a break on hot flows since I've been listening to my body, and I know that like my body doesn't enjoy hot flow because I kind of don't enjoy that as much but I do enjoy like working out like with the fan on Mm -hmm. so then you don't feel like you're completely dying (laughs) but I mean if you want a really big challenge hot flow would be great and I mean even if you're not in a hot flow you can always turn the heaters on if you want that but I'm just keep in mind of the other people because yeah some people don't really want the heat on yeah but yeah Well, Stella, we are so proud of you, and we are so honored to have you here at Yoga Story, and we thank you for being you and for being here and sharing your practice with us. Well, thank you. 